do we <laughs> do, do we owe the audience an explanation for our body orientation at the current moment? I think we have to help people visualize the context for how this podcast is coming to them. With all three of us are currently in my hotel room. We are laying in the prone position on our stomachs. Propped up on our elbows. Propped up on our elbows. Like I spend the night party. <laughs> telling, telling stories. Hamden's between the beds. Swing is partly under... Josh is partly under one of the desks and my feet are almost in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> because we want to improve the audio quality. So we do all this because we love you guys. Yeah, so. you asked and, and we listen. I mean, all 50,000 of you listening... Um, not 50,000, not quite. <laughs> Maybe not 45,000. 45, we would love so. to get to 50,000. You know what I was wondering, though? Was it a 50,000 liter bottle that Andrew Kathy's son was just smashing? <laughs> 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 I, know. I was trying to picture if it was a two liter or just like a little bottle. It had to be a two liter. He was just two handing that thing, walking around. <laughs> Imagine mom just walking in, seeing her four year old just tossing it back. <laughs> Chugging. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. All right. We should, we should probably yeah. talk about the day. <laughs> Y'all, here we are back on the Secret Sauce podcast for our day two recap we're fired up to talk about some of the highlights give a couple shout outs from conversations we had today and wrap it up with another unique spin on our secret sauce question let's start with some memorable moments main highlights what stuck out to you guys Peyton we'll keep the order the same we'll kick it to you first man I'm going to go with what should Henceforth be known as the Andrew Cathy fetal position story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, to stay on the Coca-Cola comment, I really appreciated his willingness to lay flat on the stage. I'm going to go on record or just, I haven't been around Chick-fil-A for as long as some of you listeners probably, but I'm going to say that maybe he's the first executive member of Chick-fil-A to get in that position on stage. <laughs> and I really appreciated the way that he opened the day. I, I hope that the... I think there's maybe like a, a fumble with the, the teleprompter at some point that didn't detract from the quality of the content. The way that he talked about culture and the intentional design, just like in the story of intentional parenting, the intentional design of the culture, I just appreciated. I, I was glad that the first time he had the chance to address all the operators, all the support staff, he put his foot in the ground. And he said, we're going to talk about culture. That's the thing that we're going to talk about today. And I'm sure he had a hand in setting the theme for next. So... That was a highlight for me, for sure. Yeah, the even you talking about some of the technical difficulties that happened, the crowd response was incredible. Mm. Everybody could have just like sat around awkwardly while they were working out some of the hiccups, but uh, they just like erupted in an uproar, which was really cool just to see support. Mm-hmm. Um, Classy. Yeah, Classy yeah. organization. And my Classy. favorite part was it wasn't like a me, me, me thing. It was a, hey guys, I need your help in order to live this out. Like This is, this is about us, the team, we... And I just loved when he like looked at the crowd and said, like, I need your help. Mm. His question was really powerful. Even our team was like in deep discussion about what are your hopes and dreams for your culture. It really forced you to visualize like how people experience working at your organization. And so I know 
I was just dreaming away, man. I was coming up with all the things that I wanted people on our team to, to be able to experience. Hampton, what was your highlight, man? Um, I decided today that I would run through a brick wall for Tim Tisopoulos. That guy <laughs> fires me up. Like that session was He's just amazing. amazing. And I know that he was just loving getting after the whiteboard. I mean, all of that was just really helpful and really practical. A couple of quick things. Um, no humility, no growth. I mean, that's just a fact. We, we've got to, we've got to remember that if we do not have humility, if we're not humble, we will not grow. Um, and that kind of feeds into what he also talked about with mindset, the book by Carol Dweck. I've read it. I highly recommend it. The difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. If you don't have humility, you can't have a growth mindset either because a fixed mindset is someone who is obsessed with natural talent and they just praise talent and results instead of hard work and effort. And personally, that's kind of where I've been for a lot of my life. I would only do things that I knew that I might be the best at because I was afraid of failure and I wouldn't really try new things. And oftentimes, even like in school growing up, I didn't give it my all because I wanted to have an excuse in my mind to say, well, I didn't really try as hard as I as I wanted to because I was afraid of failure. If I tried as hard as I possibly could and then I failed, then I didn't have an excuse. And that's the definition of a fixed mindset. So whatever it would look like for us to have a growth mindset, uh, we gotta remember that. Mm. The way that he weaved in even his faith to what humility meant, was really powerful. I think Tim's de- definition of it was focus on your relationship with God and what he's giving giving you the opportunity to steward and then focus on how you display your love for others. And if you do those two things, your humility is going to be extremely, extremely high. I yeah, love- there's, there's this moment, sorry, Josh, where okay. he, I think it was one of the questions asked about how do you do this? And he, and he said, well, it's, for me, it starts with my relationship with God. And he was like, in realizing, and he paused and he, he said that I'm not him. <laughs> and I was like, it's, it's such a salient point, just a reminder that you think you're in control. Sometimes you think that you have uh, the, the power to control the things you need to control or that you have what it takes. And just that reminder, just putting yourself next to God, of course, will reveal that, that to be true from, from a humility standpoint. One of my memorable moments was from Ginger Hardage, the former uh, SVP of culture for uh, Southwest Airlines. She, the, one of the final points that she drove home was on the power of storytelling. A quote that I wrote down was, plans inform people, stories inspire people. Mm-hmm. And for all of those listening that have been to the home office, to the support center, you've seen this in action. Somebody could have been there for like two months and they can tell the story of Chick-fil-A. Like they can clearly articulate true it and how it was built and what it stands for. And I heard that and felt convicted. Like I'm, we're not telling enough stories to really stir people's souls. Um, and so I'm like, I need to apply that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Really good. All right, let's do some shout outs really quickly. Yeah. Conversations. It's my favorite part. Dude, (laughs) so many good conversations. We were just sitting here like trying to download from all the amazing conversations that we have, but I know you guys have a few you want to highlight. Let's do it. All right, I'll hop in. Um, Nick Westbrook. Golly. That guy, Shepherd Leadership. He's got a podcast about that. He's also been on this podcast. It's the first time I got to meet him in person and he complimented my hair, which was probably the highlight of my day. <laughs> so thanks again for that. And also, he said that Zesty Buffalo was his sauce of choice, and I am the Zesty Buffalo guy. So I love that from Nick. Kirby Wilson, 
Um, she works at the support center. She is in franchisee selection, and she used to be in Birmingham where we are located. Just had a great conversation with her. She's doing some super impactful things. And then finally, I met someone, maybe other than Tim, Tim Tisopoulos, who has the coolest last name in the entire Chick-fil-A company, and let's see if I can get this right. Tyler Takukuk. Takukuk, yes. And what do his friends call him? Kooks? Kooks. He's an operator out of Michigan. Kooks. Shout out Kooks. Kooks. <laughs> yeah. Me and Kooks uh, got to talk college hoops. He played a little ball in college. And so at some point, Kooks, me and you, we're getting out there on the goals. We're going to play a little one-on-one. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there with you guys. I am going to shout out Rick from Covington. Louisiana. So I'm originally from Louisiana, getting the chance to shake the hand of a fellow Louisiana operator. And then hearing that his team just did their first Wild Spark lesson was really encouraging. So shout out to you, Rick. Also, for the listeners, let me ask a favor. I meant to say this up front. If you're listening to this and you come across the person who's shouted out on the episode, please tell them. There may be a handful who don't know this exists or don't listen to it. So you should tell them they, they got a shout out. We'd love for them to listen. So if you run into any of these names we're mentioning um, and you happen to, to, to pass them at the, at the hub or at one of the sessions, just tell them, listen to the secret sauce. So I'll start with Rick. And then also, I can't remember if I told her I was going to shout her out, but Katie Higgins from Phoenix, Arizona. And here's why. Within about four minutes of us chatting about WildSpark, I had my phone out showing her a screenshot of, of FaceTime with my wife and my two kids. So anytime you get the jump to the family story and pictures of the kids immediately, it's typically a pretty good conversation. So shout out to Katie. And then lastly, I promised him I give him the shout out. This is not an operator. It's three people that are a part of Randstad SourceRite uh, who work with Chick-fil-A on the front end screening for operators. So it was Catherine, Kelly, and I asked her how to pronounce this, so I hope this is right, but Drea, who are listeners of the pod, and she came up and said, we love the podcast. She asked me if I was the zesty buffalo guy. I said, no, that was Hampton. Uh, he's a zesty buffalo guy. Um, I was the one who said I'd get drenched in honey mustard so my wife would still kiss me. Fun fact, after that episode, I found out my wife has never had a honey mustard from Chick-fil-A. So I need to pay attention a tad bit more. But shout out to those three, Catherine, Drea, and Kelly. Thank you for listening to the pod. It was great chatting with you today. Yeah, I got three three quick ones I'm going to rattle off. Number one goes to Kathleen Spangler. I am Kathleen's biggest fan. She makes a huge impact on the giving side of Chick-fil-A, the generous side of it, um, through the corporate social responsibility team. Just got to catch up with her for a little bit and hear the impact that WildSpark has had on their corporate social responsibility team over the past year. So if you see Kathleen, give her a high five. She's amazing. Casey Hartley up in Erie, Pennsylvania. We were just talking in depth about his ability to lead two restaurants and what he's seeing with his uh, team members that are on the team. And we, uh, we're actually going to do a special episode, a team member panel interview with Casey's team that's going to be coming up here in the next couple months. So be on the lookout for that. And then lastly, Richard Mungia. He was also a guest on the podcast. He had a baby around the time Peyton, me and you both have had babies. So he has a three month old as well that he's away from for the first time. So we exchange baby pictures to your point. Anytime you're showing baby pictures, there's just a deeper connection that's happening. So shout out to those three people. Guys, the most important question of the day is the next rendition of the secret sauce question. We've been consuming a whole lot of coffee here over the last couple of days. Lots of coffee happening. And green juice. 
<laughs> I had seven today. Sidebar, sidebar. We were standing at our booth in the hub, and Hampton goes, "Is it time for a greenie?" <laughs> I just knew exactly what he meant. So henceforth, henceforth, they will be referred to as greenies. Everybody called them greenies. Um, the question is, if you had to use any sauce on the Chick Fil A menu as your coffee creamer. What would the sauce be that you would mix into your coffee and then have to drink? I already know what Hampton's is gonna be. Yeah, yeah. What is it? So uh, I'm the zesty buffalo guy now, <laughs> and I just think like I don't even think that's just the right answer. Like it's just it's just zesty buffalo. I mean, quick background about my coffee drinking. I struggle to drink out of the Keurig because it just kind of tastes like water to me. I kind of drink diesel fuel at this point. Like when I make coffee at home, it's just like. 12 servings for one so it's really really strong so if you think about it the zesty buffalo is really thin like the consistency so i think if you just pour some of it in there you might not even taste it the kind of coffee that i drink you don't even taste the zesty buffalo and if you do it just adds a bit of zest and a bit of spice to it think about breakfast in the morning eggs with a little bit of hot sauce on it those little uh those little bottles they have here you pour a little bit of the zesty buffalo in there Eat a bite of eggs with hot sauce on it, then take a sip of coffee, and it's got that little spice on your tongue. I lost all of you then, but I do like the idea of it. I'm trying it tomorrow. Come to our hotel if you want to try it with me. My my calculation was less of the taste because I just thought about all the sauces. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Chick-fil-A. I feel like none of them are meant to go with coffee and thus would not be a good combination. So I'm going to roll with the Garden Herb Herb Herb. Is it herb or herb? Solid H, herb. It's a solid H. Yeah, solid H. <laughs> the Garden of Herb Ranch. Because if you mixed it in with the coffee, it would look like the coffee had creamer because it's white. It's like a similar color. Yeah. So you get that light brown look that would betray you the moment it hit your taste buds. But mm-hmm. at least for the visual appearance, I'm, I'll, I'll rock with it. <laughs> then you're throwing up green juice. <laughs> you're throwing up the green juice. Come by our table tomorrow. We'll have Chick-fil-A sauces that you can put in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, this has been a ton of fun. That's all we got for today's episode. Wrapping up day two recap. Tune in tomorrow for the day three recap. Don't miss it. Bye. Peace.